at the top of the Aegean Sea and um, kind of tucked up there. And for you um, fans of the guns of uh, Navarone, it's the Aegean Sea. It's, that's a fictional story in a fictional place, but that's where it is. Here's what um, uh, the city looks like today. It's at the base of Mount Olympus. And Mount Olympus was ground zero for polytheism. Think Zeus and Jupiter and Diane and uh, all of these false gods. And uh, um, so Paul goes into the city and he goes right straight to the synagogue, which was his custom. He always went there first. And then after that, he'd be out on the streets preaching that Jesus Christ had risen from the dead and he and he alone would bring the forgiveness of sins. And um, so the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to write this letter. It's one of the scriptures, it's part of the scriptures. And what was going on with the people, the context of this, of, of uh, 1 Corinthians, the second letter, or 2 Corinthians, excuse me, is that the, there was some growing idleness in some of the people. The previous um, letter showed us that he had taught them about the return of Christ. So some of them are thinking, well, Jesus is coming back. Let's just get out our lawn chairs and sit outside and, and have some oars and wait. Right? That's basically the attitude of some. So the, the letter's a little bit correcting that. And, um, and with all good letters, with all good communications, he starts out with some encouragement. And now Paul, the Apostle Paul wrote somewhere between 13 and 14 books of the New Testament, depending on your count. Um, and nine of those letters that he wrote were actually to churches. The rest of them were to individuals. And uh, so he kind of gives these guys a report card on their relational skills. Okay, how are you doing? Okay, so let's get to our text, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, starting in verse 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. Silvanus is another way of saying uh, Silas, and Timothy. To the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly. And your love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you're enduring. Interesting that um, if you just to back up in your Bible one book to 1 Thessalonians 1, it starts out this way. Paul, Silvanus, and, T and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians and God, Father and Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. Okay, back up one more book. Colossians, Paul, an apostle of Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and brothers in Christ, grace to you and peace. Back up another book, Philippians. Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints of Christ in the, who are at Philippi and the overseers, grace and peace to you. It's, it's the same. If you could trust me, just trust me in this, you get to all of his books. They all start out, I mean, I can keep you know, Ephesians, Galatians, Corinthians, two times, the book of Romans, and on, on, and on. It's predictable. It's, it's, it's repetitive. It's, it's always the same. All of these scriptures that Paul wrote are almost the exact same wording when they start out. 45, in your whole Bible, between somewhere between 45 and 60 verses get used up, you know, repeating, repeating, repeating the same thing. And it can kind of seem unneeded but maybe that's the point. Maybe there's a point here. I have to confess to you, I've never made any of those passages the subject of a message like I am today. It's like, okay. I mean, I think to a lot of people, what we would call maybe small talk is, is not their thing. 
you know, okay, yeah, the weather's nice today. Yeah, what about those M's? Are they going to make it to the series again this year? You know, now we've shifted from small talk to dreaming, right? <laughs> I shouldn't say that. You know, one day they're going to get there. <laughs> but will it be before Jesus comes back? We just don't know. So, but a lot of people will say that. But, and sometimes we will intentionally even avoid a situation where that's, you know, required. And for some people... They just can't find a way to connect with others. They just really have a hard time connecting with other people. The very first time I ever did a funeral service was at the church. Secretary, we called them secretaries then. A secretary calls me and she says, hey, Terry, there's somebody on the phone. They want to speak to a priest. I'm just green behind the ears as a pastor, and I'm not a priest. That means, you know, basically you're a Catholic. If you're, I'm not Catholic. They want a priest. I get on the phone and I said, hey, I'm not a priest, but, you know, and she just basically didn't care. She says, I don't care. I'm sitting here with someone who's dying. We need someone. Okay, on my way. Shivering the whole time, thinking they asked for a priest, and I'm green, and I'm, you know, I haven't done this before um, at a, in, a, in a professional way. Anyway, so I ended up visiting this, this lady who was, um, she was dying, and um, over time, over a couple of months probably, I had multiple visits with her, and then sometimes with me, another staff member. And, and I ended up reading to her every time I went. I took time, and she just found comfort in being around people who seemed to know God. There was this light present, this salt and light that was present in the proper proportions brings hope to people. By the way, there's a recipe. We're supposed to be salt and light. Don't get the recipe reversed. It's a little bit of salt and a lot of light. We can tend to get that reversed. Too much salt and not quite enough light. And too much salt is not good. Okay, so anyway, was sharing that with her. She came to know the Lord in that time. She passed away, and she's with Jesus today. They, the family, they didn't really know God or know anything about it, but if somebody got to do a funeral, that dude can do it. He sat with her kind of a thing. So I did this funeral. My first funeral, um, and it was, you know, I got through it, and um, I was just going to say nobody died, but that doesn't mean, I mean, I, I didn't preach anybody to death is what I meant by that, but, um, but here's the thing. I, I get through that time, and then there's this family deal, and there's this relational problem because two, two, three, actually, three of the brothers got into a fist fight at mom's funeral. That is a relational F on the, por- on, on, on the report card. Would you agree? Yeah. Some of us just, we, we not only can't do the small talk, the, the I don't know you, get to know you step, they can't do any steps at all, and that's not good. Think about how often we're in a position where what's required is the right words, whatever the right words are. To say the right words, the, the words that are needed to be said, the words that are good words. Good words, in season, good words, even if repeated, even if formulaic. Because one, greetings must occur. We see this over, and there's a reason why this is in all these scriptures. Because people matter. Greetings have to occur. Every single time the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to begin these books with this kind of a greeting. Every single time. And, um, you know, it's like, God wanted these things said and recorded in his scripture. In, in, in our culture, where 
you know, celebrity is celebrated and the cancellation of celebrity is celebrated. That's kind of the opposite end. You know, we want to learn and be reminded that every person matters. Second point. By the way, we're flying through these points. I'm not going to teach these out because we don't have time. We've got to get to that meat, okay, and the games that are coming. Okay, so, so I'm giving you the flyover today. You can take notes and then go into it later yourselves, but so th- this is where we're going. Okay, second, the second point is that gratitude has to grow. It has to grow in you. It has got to be authentic, and then it needs to overflow. It has to overflow um, onto other people. We, verse three, we ought always to give thanks to, to God for you. If, if gratitude is in my heart, my ears are going to hear it coming out of my mouth. If you have gratitude in your heart, your ears are going to hear it coming out of your mouth. You know, and for some people, it's a lengthy speech, and for some people, it's a flowery card that they mail by the USP post office so that it comes in the mail. For other people, it's just a sincere eye contact that says it all, and that's their style. There's not a correct formula. Some of you people are card writers, and you're gifted at it, and it makes a difference. And other people, it's completely different. Never written a card in your life, but you've shown your gratitude lots of times. But it's sincere. If you need to grow your gratitude, here's a quick, um, here's a quick overview of what gratitude growth looks like. Um, there's grade school level, level gratitude, where you thank the Lord for your victory. There's a scriptural reference. There's a collegiate level, so it goes up. We're not just thanking the Lord for, thanks for helping me win this, thanks for helping this happen, Lord. But Lord, I'm, I see you in these things. And that's kind of gratitude. And then there's a level beyond that that's doctorate level gratitude where you're able to give the Lord thanks for everything. God, <laughs> that trial broke my heart, but I would not go back. I'm so thankful for what you shaped into me in that time of pain. For everything, that is NFL-level gratitude. So there's a school of gratitude, and um, you know, after you've done a few laps in life and you've walked with the Lord, you find out that, that God really is working good for those who love him, the called according to his purposes. He really does work everything together for good. And then third point, love one another has to, loving one another has to increase, verse 3, and the love of every one of you for another is increasing Loving people where they are, you know. Loving them where they are while you hold out in your heart God's best for them in their tomorrows. That's loving. You don't have, they don't have to already be there for you to love them. Ver- point number four, endurance has to continue. Are you able to laugh at yourself? I hope you can laugh at yourself. Because if you can laugh at yourself, um, it's good to laugh at yourself sometimes. I mean, I... I'm looking at you right now, and I'd like to laugh at you. I mean, no, I'm not. No, that's no, really terrible. Okay. I told somebody, don't give me a microphone. And so, okay. So, but some of us have more opportunities to laugh at ourselves than others. Um, I, I, I'm going to show you one of my granddaughter's favorite videos of Terry on an early morning bike ride. Let's see that again. Okay, once is not enough. There we go. It's not quite a face plant. (laughs) 
Okay, so I got home from my bike ride. I knew that that was recorded, and I promptly sent that to my granddaughters, and it's grown into one of their favorites. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we find it hard to love because we think we're so important. We think our thoughts are so important. We're all up in our heads about our own dignity. When maybe if we would just ease up a little bit on ourselves sometimes, it might be a little bit easier for us to love the people around us. Endurance has to continue, verse 4, Therefore we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and the afflictions that you're enduring. I love that about you. I know this church is full of people who absolutely do that. You, you dig in for each other, and um, I just love that. Thanks for digging in, and thanks for digging in today on a very short message. Let's pray. <laughs> Lord, help us to be more loving. I don't ask that because I detect what's missing here. But we know, Lord, that you want to shape us to be more like your son. And that will make us automatically more loving. Help us to be more thankful. Help us to be more kind with our words. The words that we say over and over and over again, help us to do that. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.